Welcome to the Joyful Journey podcast. If you're looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose or how to activate that purpose, and you are someone who wants to operate from your highest self to be a force for good you know this world craves, then this is the show for you. I'm Anita Adams, your host and guide to finding clarity and creating a life you love. Let's tap into our inner wisdom, access our highest self, and unleash joy. As we do this, we raise our vibration and heighten the collective consciousness. And that, my friend, is the joyful journey. Let's dive in. Hey, Joyful Journey, Anita Adams here, and today I'm thrilled to welcome Edie Summers to the show. Edie is a wellness expert with nearly three decades of experience and the author of The Memory of Health, A Journey to Well-Being. In her book, she shares insights and strategies for cultivating a healthy and resilient lifestyle. In today's episode, Edie and I will explore how you can boost your energy and resilience by embracing your spiritual side and by building a positive mindset. Edie will share practical tips for cultivating a habit of hope, which can help you maintain a hopeful outlook and weather life's ups and downs with grace and resilience. Welcome, Edie. It's so great to have you here. I'm delighted to have you on our show today. Oh, thank you, Anita. Thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate it. It's really lovely to meet you. Yeah, yeah. It feels like uh, it was meant to be for us to come together yeah. and for, for you to be on this show. And I'm, I'm excited to dive into this topic. So um, yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's just jump into it. So I okay. really lo- love the connection of spiritual well-being and overall well-being. Yeah. This is, to me, this is really important. How can yeah. someone create more energy, re- resilience, and well-being by tapping into their spirituality? Yeah, so I love this topic too. And so what I work, when I first want to set up is that I believe that well-being is like a web of well-being, meaning that you can access well-being from any point, including your spiritual self. Um, And one of the ways that spirituality and well-being are very deeply connected in my eyes is by finding a sense of connection that can include yourself through, say, yoga or meditation or even mindfulness and connection to others. That can be through service, Um, And we'll get into kind of creating that habit of hope and what that looks and and feels like in terms of connecting with other people. And then with a larger sense of spirituality, whatever that looks like for you, that could be a sense of awe, could be God or whatever it is that gives you a sense of feeling connected to something bigger than yourself and how that can trickle down and affect your well-being. Um, One of the ways on a practical level is that it might give you a more sense of calm and peace if you're feeling connected to something bigger than yourself um, it gives you a sense of peace or trust or safety and that can calm your nervous system down for instance um and there are so many topics that we can get into in spirituality and well-being but but those are some of the i would say connection mm. um if you're thinking if, if that's one way i would say think of connecting to yourself others and the universe at large make sure that you feel a sense of connection. Cause I think a lot of us feel disconnected these days, whether it's with ourselves or with each other, or even with not really feeling like we're connected to kind of what's going on 
in the world and universe at large, it's, I think it can be easy to lose that sense of connection. And when you really cultivate it, I think you start to feel a greater sense of well-being. Yeah, I I have experienced that quite personally. And interestingly, very recently, the, the, this last month, I've been working with uh, helping my, my family, my mom, my sister, my nephew um, move. Uh, and it was a big, big, big <laughs> undertaking. Yeah. And yeah. I consequently stopped doing my wellness practice, or I didn't do it as often. And my, my wellness practice is is uh, stepping out into uh, nature and connecting wow. with my environment and connecting yes. through that connection with my environment. I feel a connection to my higher self and to God and feel that sense of awe and that calming yeah. feeling that happens within. Yeah. And the, this is typically a daily practice for me. And yet yeah. over the month of October, um, this past month, I wasn't as consistent with that. And I noticed I noticed a significant change in how I was behaving towards myself and others. Uh, yeah. And particularly with, uh, with my family, I felt I was not being as compassionate as mm -hmm. I am when I take care of myself. So yeah. everything you're saying really, really resonates that and that having that, that connection, I never really thought of, of that as being the driver for that creating that calmness but that yes. is that is um, that's what it is isn't it yeah it, there and there and I really appreciate you sharing that Anita and there are a couple things I would say to that first there's a quote I ran across when I was studying wellness coaching it's by John Travis and it says connection is the currency of well-being and I was so struck by that quote it just it just like, it was like this truth that you mm. can't get around and I've never forgotten it. And you can think again of it as like a thread. It's like a thread that connects well-being on all levels, whether it's spiritual or emotional, mentally, physically. And I love that you reminded me that nature is such a great way to feel a deeper sense of connection. I mean, not only is it great for your health you know, whether you're forest bathing or, you know, walking or um, whatever it is, the reason is that you're out there. It, it, I, I do the same thing and I, I had forgotten to do it as well because we all get busy with life, but it's really important to consistently do those habits. And again, we'll talk about the habit of hope, mm -hmm. but the, it's the consistency with our habits that really, um, improve our well-being it's that's really what well-being is it's kind of that consistency and it's really finding what works for you whether it's you know walking in nature or whatever it is and then doing it consistently and I love that you brought up nature yeah thank you and okay so I have um, a question for you about that that finding the the consistency in the chaos because yeah. that you know like my life is generally really easy and beautiful and there's there's just a calmness generally in in the way I do life and have been doing life for the last three years yeah. and I was then thrown thrown I put myself into the chaos <laughs> you know the yeah. chaos was, and I found <laughs> it really yeah. hard to break away yeah. from that chaos and and mm -hmm. I, I feel in some mm -hmm. ways it is giving me a little insight and more compassion for people mm -hmm. that 
have some mental health issues because there's some mental health issues in in my my extended family and and that awareness that it's not easy it's not easy all all the time and i often talk about just go just go for a walk in in the woods just you know just do this sort of thing and i i recognize that sometimes it's really, really hard to create that consistency. And I don't know if you've got any tips that help your clients break away from or separate from that chaos. Yeah, and absolutely. Find that, that calm. Yeah, absolutely. So calm is really important again, because it does help your nervous system regulate and it helps your energy and um, and so many practical levels. It's going to you know help your glucose and insulin and all that. Um, and cortisol levels. Um, so you and I both know as coaches that habits are, are things that we do that become easy, whether they're good for us or not good for us. It's really, and it doesn't take that long to establish a new habit. It takes about three weeks. So if we, even if we have good habits, if we start doing something else, like you were talking about for about a month, you were, had a more kind of chaotic experience your brain gets used to that. And then you have, we have to retrain ourselves to go back to our healthy habits or to learn new ones. And we all have habits that maybe used to serve us, um, you know, whether that's from trauma or whatever it might be, or we have habits that we find that we're like, oh, this is amazing. I love to walk in nature. This makes me feel so calm. And then it's about getting into the habit of doing it where it becomes easy and not what what we call like uh, not unconscious but subconscious like you're where you're not thinking about doing it it's it's like second nature that's what you want your habits to be and the habits that help you feel the calmest and the most well again whether that's on the spiritual level physical they're usually all very much intertwined um it's really just about training your mind to get used to those habits until they become again, second nature. So you have, so the hard part, right. Is getting up to, if you want to use like a metaphor of like getting up to cruising speed, when you're flying, it doesn't feel very fun when the plane is taking off and it's like climbing and climbing. It feels like it takes a lot of energy and effort, but once you reach cruising altitude, that's kind of what habits can be like, then it becomes mm-hmm. a lot easier because you're already up there and then you just cruise. So you can absolutely cultivate habits and a lot of the healthier habits really can cultivate that calmness in your body. Um, It's usually, you know, when we eat better foods, that's going to make us feel calmer because we have more minerals in our body, for instance. Um, And when we're adding regular movement and that's going to, you know, get that excess adrenaline and cortisol out that will make us feel calmer. And I really feel like what everyone is looking for is peace. You know, whether you want to say that's again on the physical level or spiritual level, emotional or mental, Mm -hmm. that sense of peace, which I very much tie to that feeling of calmness. Yeah. Um, But it really, you have to really show up for yourself over and over again until your habits become second nature. Yeah, it's interesting. You do you do have to retrain yourself. That's exactly how I felt when I um, came back to my my life. Uh, <laughs> this I need to establish the routine that supports the lifestyle that I want want to have. Yeah. and I suppose if um, if somebody that uh, hasn't had that 
routine, the, the healthy habits, and they're starting from from um, scratch. I'm one of the things that I I tell my clients, and maybe you can just tell me if you agree, is just to build really small. Start with just the small little thing that you can then build upon and grow into healthier habits. You're not absolutely, your head, so you absolutely. Yes. <laughs> we do want to start small because you want to build confidence that you can do it. And it's, it's telling yourself again on all levels, oh yes, I can do this. It wasn't that hard because our default is, is more fear-based because it's keeping us alive. And so we have to, you know, kind of put that fear aside and it's best to do it in really small, yeah. small steps. And, and, you know, that new habits are like the unknown in a way. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even absolutely. though most of them really aren't that scary, they're usually very nourishing yeah, they're yeah, un- they can be unfamiliar, of- right? Unfamiliar. We avoid the unfamiliar. Yeah, that's that's so interesting. Um yeah. oh, there is something, there was something I wanted to go with, but oh yeah, um I was just something I uh that we I think a lot of us hear a lot all the time is uh especially those of us in the entrepreneurial world that are trying to grow your business or whatever, we hear about mm-hmm. taking massive action. And mm-hmm. it's always about to yeah. me this massive action attitude, <laughs> right? You know, like I just I don't I think yeah. massive attitude uh, massive action is the wrong, especially the wrong approach. If mm-hmm. you're trying to change something, you're trying to create something mm-hmm. new and you're trying to mm-hmm. create, um, make the unfamiliar familiar. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, just, uh, you know, the, what we're talking about, habit changing. Um, habit changing. Yeah, well, I, I know I've heard what you're saying though about, um, I think what, I used to work for a startup and I think, Massive action, yes, sometimes we would do, or in our own businesses, yes, sometimes you do it. But I think what works more is, yeah, those small steps, and but also pivoting. Mm. Just make sure you keep pivoting, and that's true for your health habits, too. If something's not working, whether it's in your business or your health or well-being or relationships, just pivot. Because you want to try something new, right? You don't want to keep doing the same thing. And that that that's That's what jumps to mind when yeah. you think of... I'm yeah. sure those big steps work too. Maybe, maybe to start a business, it takes a lot of courage to start a business. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm all for baby steps all the way, you know, and uh, I think massive, massive action is uh, uh, my, my opinion is not necessarily the way to go, but whatever. We're, we're, this is not a business podcast. So <laughs> We'll move on. Um, well, let's let's continue talking about habits, though. But how do we create the habit of hope specifically? Yeah, yeah. So I I I like to read a lot, as I'm sure you do too. Or like we're always learning new skills. And I was reading a really cool article on hope. And I want to I want to be really transparent that I've had some individuals say to me, "Oh, you're so positive," and but then I, I've also had other individuals like my mother, for instance, would say, oh, you know, try to be more, try to have a more positive mindset. So, you know, you can kind of hear both. So this was something that I really wanted to learn more about. And what really struck me is that the most important thing in terms of hope is focusing on what you can control because so much in this world we can't control and that can create feelings of chaos and, you know, not feeling at peace. Um, So that was like the number one insight but then, of course, there's cultivating the habit of hope. Now, you can get into positive mindset because, again, 
that's something you can control. But some of the other things that really stuck out to me were being of service to other people um, and how that can give you a more sense, a sense of hope. But also what I've learned, and, and this is, you know, again, speaking very in a very transparent way, um, is, is remembering that there's always possibility out there and making that a habit of hope. You know, and you you can devise your own, whatever your own habit of hope is. Maybe it's just focusing on what you can control or maybe being of service to other people helps you. What really helps me is focusing on what I can control. I have to remind myself over and over again and remembering that things are always changing, which means they can change for the better. And so keeping that spark of light, that spark of hope alive, that there's always possibility. Nothing is ever static. Things are always changing. And so that means that possibility is always on the horizon. And so I've done my best to remind myself of that. You know, so even if someone's been through a really great challenge, you know, just remind yourself that you can cultivate along with other habits, like well-being habits, spiritual habits, health habits. You can create a very practical habit of hope that I've learned it really does make a difference. Just remind yourself, you know, you have to create those triggers for yourself. Like what's going to remind yourself to, oh, of this habit that helps me. And I really love it that the, the idea of the habit of hope, which I got from this article, by the way, I, I can't remember the name of the article, but it, they were definitely talking all about hope. And they mentioned that you can create a habit of hope. And again, like that quote, connection is the currency of well-being. It was one of those insights that just, struck a chord with me. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of people realize how much control in a good way that they have over their own lives, their own well-being, and the trajectory of their lives, um, just by holding on to hope, creating a habit of hope. And, you know, and some and the people that are feeling the most positive, and I would say peaceful are the people that are focusing on what they can control. Right. And it's very much tied to hope. Right. That's a big insight for me. Yeah, I like that. I like um yeah. I like this idea of creating a habit of hope. And I, I think there might be some ways, maybe we can dissect this a little bit more. You you talked about um reminding yourself. So that 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 was something that you you physically, mentally do. You remind yourself that there are possibilities, the more yeah. possibilities out there. Yeah. What are other things we can do? to cultivate the, the, the habit of hope? Is there a practice that we can get into or some tips you can share that we can implement in our daily routine that will help to facilitate the habit of hope? Yeah, so I really appreciate that question. And I would say this reminds me of the bigger habit that I believe is tied to all other habits, which is cultivating mindfulness because that helps you be deeply, deeply present. And a lot of times we start going off on tangents, mm -hmm. you know, like what if, or I'm feeling stressed and mindfulness, whether it's rem reminding yourself to be more hopeful or reminding yourself to go take a walk in the woods. Um, when you cultivate mindfulness and there are many different ways to do it, um, I like to do it through yoga or meditation. There's mindfulness meditation, which is super simple. You can just focus on your breath for a few minutes. Just notice your belly rising and falling. 
and how that brings you back into the present moment. I think that, is it Eckhart Tolle? I hope I'm saying his name correctly. Um, I always wonder about that one too. Is it Eckhart Eckhart Tolle or Eckhart Tolle? One of those names. Um, I believe he says, if you, if you notice that you're not being present, then that, then that brings you back into the present moment. So I use that tip. I use that trick a lot. And, you know, it's a, it's a practice like anything else, but but I would say that since hope is so powerful, um, I find that um, the, I use mindfulness as a way to remind myself, oh, first of all, let's come back into the present moment. And then, oh, what's in the present moment? I mean, really everything, it's possibility, right? It's, it's peace, it's possibility, calmness, presence. There are so many wonderful things happening in the present moment. Um, and another thing I learned, Anita, about um, mindfulness that I, I think, again, is connect, is connected to cultivating all habits is when I was doing research in grad school for my book, I ran across and I, I, and I don't know who the author was, but um, mindfulness is in its original state means a lucid state of being. And I just fell in love with that as well, that because it feels like it, you know, if you, if you're truly mindful and you're being mindful of your health habits, spiritual habits, wellness habits, um, you do feel more lucid. And then when you're more lucid, you can start to make better choices. You have that sense of possibility and hope, and you can also create memories and that can give you even more hope and a, a greater sense of peace and well-being when you're the, the deeper you are in the present moment. Um, it's just that's where all the possibility is. So I would say to, to remind myself and I maybe this work, you have to kind of find your own positive triggers, I would say. But for me, I use mindfulness for a lot of my wellness and health habits, including cultivating the habit of hope. Mm-hmm. It's just um, it's just that reminder. Oh, let's just let's calm down a little and check in and, you know, try to remember, you know, like what makes me feel the best and what are my values too, right? Like I think in coaching, we, you know, we help our clients like figure out like what's most motivating to you. Like, why do you want to feel well or achieve your goals or like what's kind of pulling you toward, you know? And um, so I think for me, um, you know, I, I love, I value well-being. And so anything that reminds me of that value, <laughs> um, helps me re- get back on track. And so I, I, I'm a big fan of mindfulness, but you know, it can, it's, there are many different topics that you can get into with that, but it can be a very practical kind of wellness tool, kind of general wellness reminder. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I guess there's, there's many different ways that you can create or bring mindfulness into into your um life you know like i talk about mindful walking in nature you know oh i love that yeah Yeah. it's it is uh, it is that it's it's the presence you know it's really about presence so such a powerful um powerful exercise that we can we all have access to this you know we all have access to this ability to just find presence it takes practice Mm -hmm. It really takes it practice to, yeah. to deepen that, but it's, it's something we can all do. So it's really interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, I mean, and I mean, all things regarding well-being or anything that you really want to achieve in life takes practice. And yeah. it's um, so again, you have to kind of really find your, 
your why, you know, your, your reasons why you're doing anything. And um, yeah. And then just get into the habit or practice of doing them on a regular basis. And I'm a huge fan of routine. Um, I worked with autistic kids for a little bit and I have to say they love routine and I, it reminded me of how much I love it too, you know? So there's, there's a lot to be said for practicing, you know, I'm a big fan of yoga. Um, I just, you know, if I start to feel off center, I'll, I'll start, I'll just do some yoga or I'll go take a walk in nature and until I feel that balance again, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of that dynamic balance. And, you know, we just have to, we have to keep showing up for ourselves. Yeah. It's, it's really the better option yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for one another. We have to show up for one another. Yeah, absolutely. So do you, do you have any other um, tips or ways to improve overall energy and resilience as well as our, our well-being? And I'm, I'm curious about the energy piece because, you know, like I, uh, sometimes I feel um, there's just so much, you know, going on yeah. and uh, the energy yeah. can be really lowered. So I don't, I don't know if you've got any tips on yeah, there was a lot I could say about it. What I would say in terms of what we've been talking about and like that calmness that you were mentioning. So one thing, again, I learned in research that I think a lot of people maybe don't know about is called the relaxation response. Herbert Benson discovered this. And so we all, most of us have heard of the stress response. And, you know, we all know like the metaphor, you're being chased by a saber toothed tiger. Sometimes I wish we would use a different metaphor, <laughs> um, but, you know, we know that one. But turns out there's another, there's an opposite response. It's called the relaxation response. And when you can activate this, um, and it's usually through about, takes about 20 minutes and it, you can do it through um, so anything that's slow, that's going to slow your breath down for about 20 minutes. Um, that can improve your energy because it's calming your nervous system down. That's a big tip is it seems like contradictory, but actually when you're, when you're feeling stressed out, you're using your energy at a quicker rate. And so you want to slow your whole system down and, and be more present and mindful, but you can cultivate literally a response in your body called the relaxation response. Um, you can do it through meditation, yoga, just deep breathing, walking in nature's like kind of mellow walking. I mean, there are a lot of different ways to do it. Um, but that's that's a huge tip that I discovered that um, I find consistently works. And then I would also say, build up your reserves. This is tied to resilience. Make sure you're really taking good care of yourself because this, you know, energy does come from food. Um, that's probably what most most practitioners would say, well, energy comes from the food that you're eating, but it's also how you're using the energy that you've consumed. And so you can slow it down through keeping your stress levels down and then make sure that you're also eating real food, taking good care of yourself and, you know, sleep, I know is a huge issue for a lot of people. Um, and that can be tied to, you know, you want to feel if you're taking good care of yourself during the day, eating well, you know, keeping your stress levels down. Those are huge. Um, you know, it's that can translate into better sleep. And then the better you're sleeping, the better your energy is going to be. So it's a, it's a huge subject, but I, yeah, I would say the think, think our, our, or the relaxation response and just think how you can, you know, kind of, very mindfully start to calm your body down and you might find more energy that way. 
Yeah. No, th- this is this is great. So, um, so the relaxation response, calm your b- body down, build up re- your reserves, and sleep. Yeah. Those are kind of the, the the three foundations, if you will. Um, did you mm-hmm. you said twenty minutes? Is that like the magic number for the the calming, I or think- is it? Yeah, I sometimes I can I can sometimes I feel like I can create it a little bit longer, but in all the research I think that he did, Herbert Benson did, I think 20 minutes is what I read over and over again from his yeah. you know research. Is it takes about because it it I mean if you think about it, it it takes a while. It's almost like an after effect, right? Like you can start to do something calming and then it's it's what it's gonna do is activate your vagus nerve and then your um par- what's called your parasympathetic state. And this is the state where we rest, relax, digest all of those good things versus run and, you know, know, fight the saber-toothed tiger. But yeah, he (laughs) over and over again, he said 20 minutes. I I think it can sometimes be a little quicker. Right. I I imagine if you only have five or 10 minutes to do, that's better than nothing. Um, Yeah, exactly. I mean... Yeah, even like several slow, deep breaths can make a huge difference for somebody. And, you know, I think a lot of us forget to breathe, you know, (laughs) so just try to tell yourself, take some deeper breaths starting from your belly. And you could even try the box breathing where you like inhale for four, hold for four, exhale for four counts, and then hold at the bottom of your breath for four counts, you know, just box breathing. That'll that alone can kind of calm you down. But I think to, yeah, to, to actually kick in the, the RR mm-hmm. <laughs> it takes a while. Awesome. Awesome. Really great tips here. Some wonderful things that we've, uh, we've covered. You mentioned that you have um, a gift that you wanted to give to um, the listener. Do you want to ta- talk a little bit about that and share what you've got to offer? Sure. Yeah. So I, so I have a couple of books out. I have a bigger book out that you mentioned the memory of health. Um, and, but if someone wanted to, I have another book out that I wrote during a break on grad school and it's called self coach your way to more energy. Oh, perfect. <laughs> and I, yeah, I thought, you know, I, it just kind of came pouring out of me. It's, it's not the equivalent of my other book, which has a lot more research in it. However, it does actually talk about the, the relaxation response. It's kind of, and so I, there's a link that I can share where somebody can have that for free. Um, and it's kind of a fun book and, you know, it's, it's nothing majorly serious, but it does talk about, you know, ways you can kind of cultivate more energy. Um, did you want me to share that or will that um, be, well, I will, we'll put it in the, the show notes. Yeah. Might as well, um, if it's an easy thing to mention, share it now and then, uh, but we'll oh, also sure. put it in the show notes. Yeah, for, for some people it might work. It's, oh, so you want to type in B I T dot L Y forward slash. And then improve my energy.com. Improve my energy.com. It might just be improve my energy. Yeah. We'll make sure the, the right link is included in the show notes. So that's awesome. I'll, I'll make sure I get myself a copy of that. Um, it sounds Absolutely. great. I'll send you a copy. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Edie. We got a lot of value out of our conversation today. Some great tips, some um, great reminders and um, yeah, I really appreciate you being here and sharing your wisdom with the Joyful Journey community. So thank you. 
And oh, thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate it. It was really lovely to meet you. <laughs> awesome. Wonderful. And Joyful Journeyer, if you enjoyed the show, please leave a review or, or thumbs it up and comment or whatever it is, whatever platform you are uh, you are on. The more people who uh, rate and review these shows, the more people we are able to reach. So um, please do, please do help us reach more people. And thank you for tuning in, Joyful Journeyer. We'll catch you next time. Bye for now. <laughs> thank you for joining me on the Joyful Journey podcast. If anything resonated for you from today's show, or if you are looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose, or how to activate that purpose, then head over to joyfuljourney.ca and become a member of our community. We'll start by sending you a free download of our three guiding principles to inner wisdom, which will give you a great foundation for finding the clarity you are seeking. And you'll become part of a growing community of people who are raising the collective consciousness. So head over to joyfuljourney.ca and I look forward to connecting with you directly.